attention patriots, this is the Chris Ann Hall Show. Who's going to stand up? Where are the lovers of liberty? I think that's absurd. It's ridiculous. It's unconstitutional. It's out of control. You think this is over? This isn't over. There's a liberty wave coming. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America, to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice. Rise and shine, liberty-loving patriots. Welcome to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Chris Ann Hall here, K-R-I-S-A-N-N-E-H-A-L-L.com. Liberty over security, principle over party, and truth over your favorite personality. Welcome to the show, my husband and co-host, J.C. Hall, where we are always liberty over security, principle over party, and truth over your favorite personality. We have uh, two. We have a great show for you today. We have uh, two stories that I I want to cover, but they both have to do JC with um, freedom of speech. One is uniquely, well, not maybe not uniquely, but interestingly attached to the right to keep and bear arms. Imagine that, JC. You have the First Amendment tied with the right to keep and bear arms, and the other is tied to the Fourth Amendment, or your right to be secure in your privacy and your property. Uh, This is one that I want uh, our friends Terry and Rich to look into for sure. We're going to recruit them to become our uh, right to keep and bear arms coalition here in Florida. But this is uh, a Florida piece of legislation. Now look, These things are spreading around the United States. It is becoming absolutely insane. And this is Senate Bill 1310, okay? So this is a Senate Bill 1310 brought by Senator Jason Pizzo uh, from Miami, Florida, to the Florida legislature, which makes it a crime for a minor to post a picture of a firearm on social media. Wow. So this this Stalinist is in Florida? Is that what you said? Yeah, this is a Florida senator. This is a piece of legislation right now in front of the Florida legislators. It is Senate Bill 1310, and it makes it a crime. Let me read this to you. This is proposed legislation, an act relating to minors posting firearms on social media prohibiting the posting or publishing of a picture of a firearm, uh, a BB gun, air or gas operated gun, or device, listen to this, JC, or device displayed to resemble a firearm on social media. So basically, if you have a map of Florida tilted on its side, it may represent a firearm, which makes you guilty of a crime if you are a minor. Didn't we already go through this in schools? With the guy, with the little kid with the Pop-Tart? And drawing pictures. Yes. Yes. Well, now, Senator Pizzo wants to make it a crime. JC, a first-degree misdemeanor. 
So that means that your child posting a hunting picture. Colton has friends. One of Colton's best friends is is uh, just a year older than he is, who goes hunting with his parents all the time. So that means if this young man posts a picture of his uh, hunting expedition, he is now going to be, if this is passed, this has not been passed yet, but if this is passed, he will now be guilty of a misdemeanor subject to one year in juvenile detention. Yeah, come try that. One year in juvenile detention. That is absolutely sane. It says... um, it says that uh, it is going to provide criminal penalties, uh, authorizing the court to require certain adults to participate in parenting classes. So basically, if your child posts a picture, a hunting picture, or my goodness, Colton goes shooting with us. I've posted pictures of Colton uh, shooting at the range with us and at his gun training classes. That means, JC, you and I will be ordered to go by a court to parenting classes because Colton, well, Colton doesn't have a Facebook page, but he does have a YouTube channel, which would be social media, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah? So social media, Colton posting his gun training with the bearded black cowboy in Texas now subjects him to, according to Senator Jason Pizzo, uh, penalties of a first-degree misdemeanor. I've got the penalties up here if you're watching us on YouTube. I've got the the proposed piece of legislation with the penalties up there. Uh, Minors posting firearms on social media. A minor who posts or publishes a picture of a firearm, a BB gun, an air or gas operated gun, or a device displayed to resemble a firearm to a social media page, post, profile, or account that is openly viewable to the public commits a misdemeanor of the first degree. A misdemeanor of the first degree is punishable by a thousand dollars in fines and or a year in juvenile detention. Jason Pizzo comes to us from New York, by the way. Yeah, he's a Miami rep, though. He's a Miami rep, but he was born uh, and and raised partly in New, well, and raised in New York. He got his undergraduate degree from uh, universities there in New York, New York City, New I York guess. City. Yes, so he is one Keep of your those Stalinist New York City. We don't <laughs> want them. Actually, somebody wants him apparently in Miami. Well, Pizzo was also a prosecutor. Yeah, I knew that. I read that. He was a prosecutor who was apparently never told that there is a difference between a prosecutor and a persecutor. So this is a huge problem, America. Now we have this, this, this is, well, I'm surprised, it wouldn't surprise anybody to know that he's a Democrat, but it shouldn't be surprising to anyone as well to know that these kinds of legislations are bipartisan in America. So apparently, see, this is something that I've been trying to, to impress upon people in America. Look, just because you went to law school doesn't mean you know anything about the Constitution of the United States. Just because you were practicing law. This JC, this man boasts that he had 34 jury trials uh, within the first five years as being an assistant state attorney here in Florida, which is not unusual. You know, I had I had uh, over 10 jury trials before I even passed the bar, 
looking, uh, working for the state attorney's office. But this guy was in the courtroom prosecuting people who obviously has no concept, no idea whatsoever about the right to freedom of speech, the right to freedom of press. You know, JC, I bet Pizzo, uh, Pizzo thinks that, um, that freedom of press replies, uh, applies only to journalists, right? He's in the Nancy Pelosi, Diane Feinstein, Dick Durbin camp that the First Amendment only applies to those people who are, have bona fide credentials, yeah, you know, I think that's a mischaracterization of what Nancy Pelosi it was Diane Feinstein. or Feinstein was saying. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's coded language. It really means uh, First Amendment only applies to who we want it to apply to. Mm-hmm. Because if you have the ability then to say who's a journalist, who's not a journalist, then it's really not about a journalist because right. it's open. It's, it's about your right. whim and will. So right. I, we, exactly. We, we should say. We should say that Pizzo agrees with uh, with these other Stalinists that the First Amendment applies to only who they authorize to have free speech. And that's where we are today. Now, look, we have been trying to teach for a long time that these these rights, these inalienable rights are not inseparable. They are so intimately related that you cannot separate them. And now we've had, uh, we've had decades of people putting limits on freedom of speech and redefining freedom of press and renegotiating our rights to uh, privacy, to property. So now not only do these gun grab laws want to take our property without a warrant, but now they're going to turn us into a criminal for our speech and our press. Turn your children into criminals. Yes, criminals. Hey, which brings us up this really good point, JC. People think that if you are uh, convicted of a crime as a child, the moment you turn 18, that is dropped off your record. Let me tell you, I was a prosecutor for for over a decade. I can tell you that is not true. The only way that your criminal record drops when you stop, when you're a juvenile, is only if you get it actually worked to get it expunged. And even if you get it expunged, that doesn't mean that it's invisible. So what do you think, JC? You've got a minor convicted of a misdemeanor involving a firearm, right? Now, he doesn't actually have to have possession of this firearm. He just simply has to post the picture of a firearm. He doesn't even have to have the picture of the firearm in his hand. He just simply clicks it from one part of the internet to another part of the internet, and he is now guilty of a crime relating to a firearm. Do you think that's going to go away? What do you think his background check is going to show when he goes to try to buy a firearm? He is now going to be recognized as being convicted as a minor with a crime involving a firearm. Seriously. Not only that, not only do your children become criminals under this system for posting pictures or videos. Parents become criminals for the actions 
of their children as if posting a picture of a gun makes you a crime, but your child learning to shoot, JC, can you imagine us being, uh, we are responsible parents teaching Colton how to keep and bear arms. We are training him with the best firearms trainers that we can find. And now, according to Pizzo, that makes us bad parents. It makes you criminal. I mean, it makes you if you if posting a picture mm-hmm. rises to that level, then yeah. I mean, even what about having firearms in the home where a minor is present? I mean, come on, this opens up the door for a landslide. Liberty's lobbyist Chris Ann Hall has now taken control. Welcome back to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. I wonder, JC, I just want to take this, I want to take this to its fruition here, right? Because now Pizio says that if your child posts a fit picture of a firearm on Facebook or any social media or anything like that, Colton would be a, a criminal at this point because Colton has a YouTube channel and he posted his gun training on his YouTube channel. But it says any parent or guardian of a minor or other adult responsible for the welfare of a minor, if the minor possesses a firearm in, a violent, in, in violation of this section, may, if the court finds it appropriate, to be required to participate in classes on parent education, which are approved by the Department of Juvenile Justice upon the first conviction of the minor. Upon any subsequent conviction of the minor, the court may, if the court finds it appropriate, require the parent to attend further parent education classes or render community service hours together with the child. Let me show you how this works. This is what we call the, the, the creep of legislation. 790.11 is the statute minors posting firearms on social media. This is the change that would be made if Pizio's law is signed into law. Well, it says a minor who posts or publishes a picture of a firearm in section one. But look what it says in section two, JC. Any parent or guardian of a minor or other adult responsible for the welfare of the minor, if the minor possesses a firearm in violation of this section. Now we are equating posting with possession. That's how lawyers work. Posting with possession. Now, you post something, you are now in possession of it. It is now within your possession of property. And if your minor is now convicted of this, he will now have on his record a firearm possession crime on his background check. How s- this is what happens. This is what we call a constitutional crisis. Because the Florida Constitution protects the right to keep and bear arms. The Florida Constitution protects our right 
to uh, uh, freedom of speech and freedom of press. And yet this man who is a lawyer, who is now a legislator writing law, who was a prosecutor, has absolutely no clue as to the rights of the people, period. Your child. Does this bill have a number yet? Yeah, it's, it's Senate Bill 1310. You can pull it up online. I have it. I, I've pulled the text from the internet. Senate Bill 1310 from Senator Pizzio. Pizzo. Pizzo, sorry. Pizzo. What? This, you cannot think that this is unique to Florida. Look, Florida has a Republican House, a Republican Senate, and a Republican governor. Now, mind you, the Republican governor is not the governor who was governor when we signed the red flag laws. But Florida led the way with these red flag laws. Florida began the trend of of gun confiscation with creating laws that outlawed previously legal activity. It was Florida with their Republican House, the Republican Senate, and the Republican Governor Rick Scott, who, by the way, is now a U.S. Senator. Yeah. Okay? Yeah, he got a promotion for confiscating guns. He got a... The (laughs) the Republicans in Florida gave Rick Scott a promotion for creating a gun... For signing into law a gun confiscation law. You are awesome, Florida Republicans. It's just... It's it's simply absolutely insane. I, I don't even... What do we do about this state, JC? Seriously, what do we do about a situation where... It, it, people think that we're a red state. At least a good portion of the state is a red state. The Republican House, Republican Senate, Republican governor. I want to know why Ron DeSantis is not being the new governor, is not publicly speaking out against these laws. We're seeing this happen all over America. Legislators, county commissioners, sheriffs. Come on, seriously, the state of Washington has more sheriffs standing up against these gun confiscation laws than the state of Florida. Where does that put Florida in the whole liberty political scheme when the state of Washington is outdoing you in the preservation of liberty? Where is our sheriffs? Where are our sheriffs? Where are our legislators who ran on gun rights and gun and and the liberties of the people. As arrogant men tear up our constitution and from every direction we cry around. Can't learn the easy way, you'll learn the hard way. Chris and Hall, she's Liberty's lobbyist. Welcome back to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Chris Ann Hall here, and uh, just want to remind you to go to chrisannhall.com and click on the uh, shop so that you can get our Liberty First gear. JC, I wonder with this new law from Jason Pizzo, if you're not allowed to post on Facebook about your, your minor's not allowed to post your on Facebook, does that mean they're going to be guilty of a crime in the future when they actually wear a t-shirt? With a gun on it. Yeah, we've already seen stuff like that. That is absolutely crazy. Absolutely insane. 
We have to, uh, we have a brand new t-shirt at chrisannhall.com about uh, your right to keep and bear arms. And I, Colton, I bought one for Colton. So I think that we should take a trip to Tallahassee, JC, let Colton wear his right to keep and bear arms firearm shirt and get a picture with Senator Pizzo. We should go to his office and shake his hand and have him take a picture with Colton and see. No, thank you. <laughs> no, I don't think so. Seriously, I just, okay, so here's another one. All right, so this is our right to keep and bear arms as it applies, uh, as it, our people, our legislators are using the First Amendment violations to infringe on, or guns to infringe on our First Amendments. Now we have the post office, JC, the post office infringing upon our rights. But don't worry, because the courts say that that's not an infringement. So here's what had happened, JC. You, you, you're the one that brought this story to me. The headline is, Neither rain, sleet, nor snow will stop the post office from spying on you. It's called the Mail Cover Program. And it allows postal employees to photograph and send to federal law enforcement organizations, FBI, DHS, Secret Service, CIA, the front and back of every piece of mail the post office processes. And it also retains the information digitally and provides it to government agencies that want it. Are you ready for this? Without a warrant. Yeah, I got the article from a, one of our Liberty First Brigade members, listeners, and it's pretty crazy. So here, I mean, they have, of course, their system now is it's every piece of mail. Every piece yeah. of mail that goes through the U.S. Postal Service is photographed and stored. Every single piece. It's called the Mail Isolation Control and Tracking, M-I-C-T. See, and that's, that's the difference because they say... In their reasoning, well, you know, this is on the outside and anybody could see this anyway. No, mm-hmm. there, there's a difference between seeing and tracking. And recording. And recording. Right. So, I mean, I, I don't know. But, you know, that's that's how the argument always goes. That's what that's how the Supreme Court justifies stuff that they do and all these federal courts justify them. Well, it's U.S. Postal Records 39 CFR 233.3. And uh, they have an internal revenue manual that says mail cover is the process by which non-consensual record is made of any data appearing on the outside cover of sealed or unsealed mail or by which a record is made of the contents of any unsealed mail as allowed by law to obtain information to protect national security locate a fugitive, obtain evidence of the commission or attempted commission of a crime, obtain evidence of a violation or attempted violation of postal statute, or assist the identification of property proceeds or assets forfeitable under law. There's a civil asset forfeiture weaved into that postal statute as well. How great is that? But you know what, JC? If I go into my neighbor's mailbox... And look at the cover of his mail. I am committing a federal crime. So why would the post office be? A, I know they can they can go into the mailbox, 
But the postman then should be transformed into that same position of a of a, uh, a, a post office box, right? So when your postman takes the mail out of the post box, he becomes the post box. So why should somebody be able to read and record from the inside of, of your mailbox? Well, it goes back to the due process. Again, it's just like the bulk collection, you know, that Snowden talked about. Mm-hmm. It's just this collect, collect everything. So it bypasses the idea of a warrant. It's not we suspect a crime is committed. We're just going to go ahead and track everyone in case a crime happens. Yeah. I mean, that's a totally different standard. The Mail Isolation and Control Tracking System is an imaging system employed by the United States Post Office that takes photographs of the exterior, are you ready for this, of every piece of mail that is processed in the United States. The Postmaster General has asked that the system is primarily used for mail sorting. You can trust us. We're just using this to sort the mail, right? It's primarily for mail sorting. Primarily. Primarily. Uh, Though it is also, the Postmaster says, it also enables the U.S. Post Office to retroactively track mail correspondences at the request of law enforcement. It is. Uh, it was created in the aftermath of two th- of the two thousand one anthrax anthrax attack that killed uh, people five people, uh, including two postal workers. So we had a national emergency that authorized our federal government to set aside our rights to due process to re- set aside our rights to privacy and property. And it says uh, the automated tracking program was created so that the Postal Service could more easily track hazardous substances and keep people safe. Keep people safe. Yeah. Well, remember, primarily means, I mean, primarily implicitly means that something else is going on also. Right. If you know what's on primarily. So I'm I'm primarily here just to take a tour of of your property but while i'm here i'm gonna steal stuff out of your safe right that's not what i'm primarily here for but i'm just gonna do that while i'm here well it's you know jc in the uh according to the u.s postal service uh you don't have to worry because they don't keep the stuff they they promise that they will store it for only 30 days and then they will destroy it after six months so they're not actually keeping it. Mm-hmm. They're just keeping it, but not keeping it. That's what NSA said. They're not spying. They're just spying. So I know people are like, I'm not, I don't send email because the NSA tracks my email and they, they, they mark everything that we, uh, they record everything that we do on the internet. I send everything by snail mail. Well, there you go. Right. There you go. They're doing that too. Now, look at what it says here. It says that it can record the inside of every piece of mail if the mail is not sealed. What mail is not sealed? What what does that even mean? How do you send mail that's not sealed? That just gives them... See, that to me is just Mm -hmm. an open door (laughs) saying, 
oh, well, it wasn't sealed. So it just gives them an opportunity to unseal it yes. and say it wasn't sealed. Because, by the way, oh, who, is, who, who is inside the post office watching this? Mm-hmm. Who is inside the post office uh, conducting oversight? Right? right? What oversight is there? So when they come back and say, well, it wasn't sealed. Mm-hmm. Really? Who is there to debunk that? Do I now have to take a picture myself of every piece of mail that I send and make a video of me sending the mail to verify when I sent it, it was sealed? It wouldn't matter, JC. It simply would not matter. No. Oh, it came unsealed sometime on the way, and so it was sealed, so therefore it was unsealed so we no. could look into it's it. It's even bigger than that. You'll never know. Not to mention national security, blah, blah, blah. But you'll never know. Of course. You you can take pictures of your mail all day long, but you'll never know what they looked at or what they didn't look at because it's not, uh, you you don't have to be told when they're looking at their mail. It's an unconsensual search and seizure without a warrant, which means they don't even have to tell you that they're looking at your mail. Well, this is the stuff that the Democrats and conservatives support, right? Democrats you know, that want a complete spy state. And then the Repu- the conservatives who, oh, keep us safe, keep us safe. Oh, it's just to fight bad guys. It's to fight terrorism. Don't, you, you, you don't want bad things to happen, you know? So they, they support this stuff. So I'm, I'm starting to think like, I think back of 1984, the book 1984. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, it, like it used to be, it used to seem like a metaphor for the Soviet Union or something. Right. Uh, now it strikes me as almost a conservative sort of sort of conservative political you know commercial. Right. This is what you need to be safe. I mean that's what sorry but that's where we hear most of this come from. Well, and going back to the story with with Pizzo, right? Going back to the story with Pizzo, that's the whole argument there too to keep your children safe. No, I think that's that's the democrat gun hysteria that's just so the democrats are just nuts right (laughs) and they just they they are they have irrational hatred of things right of trump irrational hatred of trump irrational hatred of guns you know they're just irrational and the the conservatives reason this stuff out oh we want to take all your liberties away uh so you don't hurt yourself we want to take all your liberties away so nobody else hurts you we want to take all your liberties away so, so you don't do something uh, that, that we think uh, is not appropriate and moral and upstanding. So we want to take all your liberties away for that. So, it, so the end result is the same. Yes. And it, so what gets under my skin is that people don't see the similarity. So you run after these nitwits just because they have an R behind their name and they support this kind of garbage. Like we expect this. From the Democrats. I, I'm not surprised with the, the guy in Miami, the Stalinist from Miami coming up with this stuff. Uh, but conservatives support these kind of things. Well, and that's why we need to we need to really take charge. We need to become involved. We need to get involved. We need to make sure that this kind of stuff doesn't slip through the cracks. Remember, it was the NRA here in Florida that that transferred all of this stuff to our um, our Department of Agriculture to begin with. It was the NRA that fought 
I mean, think about this. The NRA, that is Marion Hammer, fought tooth and nail against a Second Amendment Preservation Act but and stopped it, pretty much killed it. But the NRA didn't kill this gun confiscation bill. Welcome back to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. This is our last segment today. I am so glad that you were able to join us today. You know, what we talk about today is to help you identify the attacks that are on the forefront. Florida is leading the way on gun confiscation. Florida is leading the way. And we have a Republican House and a Republican Senate and a Republican governor. What happens here, you know we're going to see in other places. Well, listen to me. Not only is, the the irony is, we got states like Washington and New Mexico that are leading the way opposing this gun confiscation, and yet we have complete silence by the NRA here in Florida, complete silence by our sheriffs here in Florida, with probably with the exception of a handful. We know Nicholas Finch, who took this stand already uh, several years ago, is not going to be confiscating guns there in Liberty County, Florida. But that's the thing about it. Like Those are... Two supposedly liberal states, right? That you name, right? Or at least left-leaning. No, no, states. they have liberal majorities. And and this is supposed to be Florida's supposed to be the a conservative state. Uh-huh. So this is this is the thing, man. I tell you, all these sort of accepted, uh, whatever you want to call them, these, these these accepted axioms. Oh well, we don't have to worry about like we go to certain conservative states, and you and you mm-hmm. run into the attitude of well, we don't have to worry about that here. Yeah. Oh really? What happened? What's happening in Florida? You know, so yeah, you guys start. We, I say, you guys, we, we live here. We started gun confiscation. Right. We started ex post facto gun confiscation in a conservative state. In a conservative, by, that w- signed by a conservative governor. Right, you missed this. A Tea Party guy, allegedly. That we sent to the Senate. We sent that, to the that Senate. Conservatives in Florida sent to the Senate. Conservatives in Florida sent. The guy who signed the gun confiscation law to represent them in the Senate. Oh, but he was better than the other guy. Was he really? <laughs> was he? That, that's what irritates me, man. That's why I I don't know. Maybe I'm going. Am I going off on a tangent? But the I get really really aggravated when people come at us with the with the conservative oh conservative narrative narrative of of conservative Mm -hmm. i always think okay you need to investigate you need to study you obviously don't know what that word means you don't know what conservative means because if if you're saying you believe this and you're calling yourself a conservative you haven't been paying attention to what conservatives today stand for and what they do jc something just dropped in my spirit i want to put it out there because i have been very public about the fact that 
you don't have freedom of speech on YouTube. You don't have freedom of speech on Facebook. That they can create those limitations. Facebook and YouTube can create those limitations on you because that's their business. That's their product. But what we're talking about here with SB 1310 is not YouTube creating a limitation. Right. It's not Facebook creating a limitation. It's the, it's the government creating a limitation. Not only creating a limitation, but making it a crime. Making it a crime to purse certain, certain things publicly. So this is the difference. Don't come back. I don't want anybody coming back and say, well, Chris is, Chris Ann is flip-flopping. Now it was free speech. Now it's not free speech. It's always been the same thing. We have to remember when it's not a government actor, then there is no freedom of speech. Facebook is not a government. A okay. I know about the collusion. I know the grant man. I know all of that. <laughs> an official government Unof actor. They're not an official government actor. YouTube is not an official government actor. Same people. But look, when government starts creating laws that will put you in jail, JC, a jail, this... He, Pizzo didn't even, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm a former prosecutor, so this is just totally blowing my mind. Pizzo didn't even make it a second degree misdemeanor, which is punishable by 60 days in jail. He wrote it to be a first degree misdemeanor punishable by a year in jail. For a picture. For a picture on Facebook. I, you know, seriously, I don't, I don't know what to do about something like that. What do you do about something like that? You can't teach that kind. Of, you can't correct that kind of stupidity, no. that kind of tendency. Nope. And so you've got to remove them from office. Not without a lobotomy. Seriously. Look, pay attention local. I know it's glamorous federal, but locally, everything is collapsing under your feet. This is your state. This is not just Florida. This is your state. What one governor can do, the rest will follow suit. Because about stealing your arms is not about safety. It's about maintaining their power. We'll see you next time. God bless.